Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You know, today could kind of be like the, uh, oh, I don't know, the fixes in uh, show because, you know, a lot of news stories and a lot of it is about, uh, well, the the fix is in. I mean, you know, the Hunter, Hunter Biden story out there, you know, that's been mm-hmm. going on so long. They're investigating everything. We, we, we know about the laptop, that it was... It was real, and uh, the information on there is real. Uh, we know that from his child support thing, you know, they got into the bank records and everything, and that's mm-hmm. real. Everything is going on. The IRS had a big team investigating, and that's real. And now all of a sudden, the IRS goes, well, um, let's let's pull all the agents. Let's pull the investigation. Nothing here. See you. Bye-bye. Well, can you trust any of these agencies anymore? What we learned yesterday from the Durham report, it was. Oh, there's released, another one. Yeah, it was released yesterday. It was it was proven without a shadow of the of, of a, a doubt that the FBI uh, tampered with that entire uh, nine, uh, 2016 election campaign. And I say tampered; they ignored evidence, they planted evidence, they did so many corrupt things. But the thing that's frustrating to a lot of people. You know, it's 300 and I think like 50 pages. I'm just, that's a ballpark figure. It's it's a long docu- document, so it's hard to read like in a day. But um, they said that uh, there's no question about the fact that the Russia, uh, whole the whole Russia story was nonsense. You know, the Peter Strzok thing. The, uh, remember when they, they claimed that Trump was in Moscow and he had hookers and they urinated in, in the oh, bed, yeah. you know, that was nothing but a fabricated lie. And there's proof, you know, a, a, but here's the thing that's frustrating to a lot of people is after it said all these things that definitively point to a corrupt FBI, they didn't indict anybody. There were no right, record- a slap on the wrist well, almost if well, that, but you know, Bill, I was thinking, thinking about this for a second. They indicted one guy about a year ago, and he got off. And maybe what they're saying to us, hey, folks, uh, the judicial system, especially around D.C., can't be relied on. If we put all these recommendations out, let's say to indict Hillary or Barack or all these important people who, by the way, are referred to in the uh, Durham report, I mean, they are pointed to as being corrupt in the report, but there's no recommendation Maybe what they're saying is, look, at we're not going to, we're not going to chance that uh, we're going to have another indictment and then they're going to get set free again. Maybe what they're saying is, we're going to dump all this out there and let the uh, maybe Congress use it. He's going to, by the way, he's going to testify. They, they say Durham probably next week in front of uh, the uh, the Senate, I believe. Right, and uh, so it's going to be a. An interesting time. I I don't think that they would have had success had they indicted anybody. Well, that's probably true. And you know, William Barr uh, is even a little bit missed by this, mipped by this. But you know, getting back to Durham, you know, didn't he just retire? Durham, I'm or not about sure. to well, retire. I think that now that the uh, special counsel is over, I think he's going to pull the plug. Yeah. And step yeah, away. and so, you know, now think about this. He might have sat there and said, well, this is all damning. Now I could do something about it and uh, extend my retirement and uh, maybe shorten my uh, my my health because uh, what happens to people that are informants or they go after certain a certain group of people? Mm-hmm. They somehow, their, their health just 
goes to hell immediately. And that happens. And with that happening, maybe he just sat there and said, you know what, I'll release my report and, and its findings and leave it at that, and somebody else can carry this ball. I want to enjoy the rest of my life. And uh, because I got to read to you, Bill, what the FBI, they issued a incredibly short response uh, to the Durham report. It said the conduct in 2016 and 2017, the special counsel Durham examined was the reason that current FBI leadership already implemented dozens of corrective actions, which have now been in place for some time. And he goes on, they go on and say, had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. This report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues to do its work with the rigor, objectivity, and professionalism the American people deserve and rightly expect. That's the only statement that the FBI issued with regard to the Durham report. In the meantime, over in Congress, they're screaming that the FBI has to be torn apart, disassembled, and repackaged, and get rid of all of the guys who are running it right now. It's not the rank and file that are the problem. Everybody knows that the rank and file are just trying to do their job, but it's the guys who run it. They are the cancer in the FBI. You know, and it's been that way for decades. I mean, back to J. Edgar Hoover, you know, mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover, and you know, the guy who used to go home and get dressed uh, up in women's clothing, that Walking guy. Walking around in women's underwear, yes. You know, he, they call he, him a G-man. They should have called him a G-string man. But uh, he was the, uh, he was a corrupt guy. He had a file on every politician in Washington, and he would threaten them. He would essentially say, look it, you do what we tell you to do, or we got the goods on you, pal. And we're gonna we're gonna make you regret the day you didn't follow our orders. Ever that, notice how people that have skeletons in their own closet specialize in creating skeletons in other people's closets oh yeah. to keep them at bay? That's an incredibly good point. That's exactly true. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you see it all the time. So, you know, uh, when somebody starts making accusations, I mean, big, wild, bold accusations that don't make sense like that. Mm-hmm. Just picture uh, J. Edgar Hoover them in your mind. Because uh, you know how he dressed in his private suit. Well, yeah. hell, he wore suits over his lingerie. So what What's a, amazing, what Bill, ever since I was a kid, they would have a TV show on, you know, the FBI with Efren Zimbalist Jr., you know, and when, it was back in the 60s. And everybody watched it, and they, they just were in awe of the incredible FBI and all the work they do. They were above board. You can all cut to 2023. Now we don't have one show. We have the FBI. We have FBI Wanted, Most Wanted, and we have FBI International. Three show, three shows back to back. They own an entire evening, just to, just to promote the, uh, the you know the legal uh, posture of the FBI to show the world how great the FBI is. In the meantime, you get a report like this from Durham that says they're spying on their own people. They're making up stories against politicians. They're manipulating a presidential campaign. I mean, this is this is bad, evil stuff that they're doing to our country. Incredibly un-American. And they shouldn't mm-hmm. get a pass 
with just a one-paragraph press release saying, well, we fixed it, everything's fine, nothing to see here, just move on. That's essentially what they said. Yeah. I know. I, I, you know, you asked me if I read the thing yesterday. I read it last night, you know, and I was like, oh, geez. So uh, I don't know what's going to become of this. I do know that uh, there's a possibility that it could be picked up and used, you know, by the Congress. But, again, the fix is in. You have the Hunter story, and now a new distraction that's out there uh, is is the one that... Uh, Before we, we get into that, I know where you're going. Okay. Where are you going? I think we should play Josh Hawley and his response to uh, the Durham report. Sure. There needs to be a lot more than reports, Jesse. People need to be prosecuted for this. The Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself, is it any coincidence that she is tweeting about collusion at exactly the same time her campaign operatives are feeding this BS to the FBI? I don't think so. There needs to be consequences for her and also for the FBI. FBI leadership has clearly got to be changed. And Jesse, I'm of the mind we need to end the FBI as we know it. It needs to be broken up. I mean, clearly it has become corrupt. Corrupt. The leadership is corrupt. You can talk to FBI agents in the field. I was just doing this just this past week. Great folks in my home state all over the place, but they're not served by this leadership. This leadership has become totally, radically politicized, and we've got to change it. I'll tell you what we got to do. If a Republican gets in there, they have to investigate the Clinton Foundation. They have to investigate the foreign money flowing into the Clinton campaign. They have to investigate the foreign bribes going to the Biden family. Family. Or are we just going to say, okay, you know what? It's even. We're in the White House now. Let's play fair. Is that what Republicans are going to do? No, we've got to get justice here, and justice needs to be served. You can't interfere in a presidential election without consequences. At least you couldn't, you used to not be able to in America. And that's what happened here. That's what this report shows, that one political party, the Democrats, tried to use the FBI to rig a presidential election and just about got away with it. They succeeded in getting the FBI to intervene. They succeeded in getting the FBI to lie to a court to get wiretaps. They succeeded in getting a presidential campaign, Donald Trump's campaign spied on. I mean, it's it's amazing. If there's something like this in American history, I don't know what it is. And that's why I say there needs to be prosecutions. There needs to be accountability. And the FBI has got to be overhauled now top to bottom. It, it's got to be completely reformed. It cannot go on like it is. What'd you think of when you saw Barack Obama tell Fox, we don't do anything corrupt. I don't know about pending investigations. I don't even talk to people about pending. Meanwhile, you have Durham saying he was briefed on the whole thing while it was happening. Yeah, it just is one more example of the Democrats and, frankly, the political class of Washington saying anything they want, telling any lie they want to try to maintain their power. He knew, he knew, Obama knew that Hillary was trying to frame Trump, essentially. He knew that they were cooking this up and trying to weaponize the FBI, and he knew it was succeeding, and he went out and he lied about it. All these people lied about Senator, it. And Senator, here's the worst part, he, he's acting like it's a, he's not a part. Obama's acting like he's not yeah. a part of the Obama administration. It was his Justice Department. Yeah, exactly. It was his CIA. It was. It was his FBI. It's like Biden all of a sudden has no connection to the Biden family. Everybody can bribe the Biden family. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Are we getting to the point now, Senator, where the FBI and the CIA are just more powerful than the American democracy? 
Oh, I, I think that we're definitely in that danger zone. No, I think there's no doubt about it. And that's why we've got to change the FBI. I mean, it cannot go on like this. Yes, I mean, when you can interfere in a presidential election like this, when you can wiretap an opponent's campaign, when you can lie to a court, let's not forget that. Yeah. The FBI lied repeatedly to a secret court to continue to get wiretaps on Trump and his associates, their campaign. When you can do that, yes, that is a threat to American democracy. That is a threat to the will of the people. And you have to ask yourself, who's really in charge here? This is why we've got to reform the FBI, break it up. It cannot go on as it is. It is a threat to our democracy and to the will of the people. And the other point I'd make, Jesse, is some of these people who did this with Hillary Clinton are in government now, like yeah. Jake Sullivan, the yeah. national security advisor. He's in government now. He, he cooked this up with Clinton. There needs to be repercussions for that. And we're going to look for John Durham to testify at some point uh, live on Capitol Hill soon. Senator, thank you so much. Thank you. Senator Josh Hawley with Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters is going to get himself fired because he he is... Um, He's trying to pick up the baton and run. He's kind of, yeah, of Tucker. And uh, that may not be a good thing at Fox. But, uh, well, you know, he is. I'll give him this. He's got some way. He's got a ways to go to get polished, but he is doing a decent job. He is oh, trying sure. to do the charge. So, you know, if if he if he hears me, I would encourage him to continue forward. But just keep in mind, your Fox career is at stake. But there's probably other careers out there that you can and doing what you do. I have to tell you though, interviews. I I I don't watch Fox. I mean, I watch well, I, I watch either, so. I watch Maria sometimes on a Sunday morning because uh, she's like an island, you know. She she is uh, on Sunday morning at ten o'clock, and uh, it's kind of a, a unique s- slot. But I don't watch any of the the other shows anymore. And you know, it's reflected. I think they're down seventy three percent at night. Think about that for a second. To lose three quarters of your nighttime audience because you fire your star. Because there's that, well, r- that ripple effect, Bill. There's no more lead-in, yeah. you know? We used to get our news through the papers all throughout history, and then we got it through radio. Radio came along, we got TV, and you basically had just a handful of networks. Mm-hmm. The Internet came along, and the voice got big, and people have their cell phones. So now we're kind of all news journalists, and we pick sides. And it's made me ponder, you know, over time, going, you know, have has... Has the United States, in the way it's structured, and I hate to say this, everything about it, has it outgrown its uh, usefulness in today's society, the way it works? Globally, you mean? Globally. Even I mean, do we here, have the in influence our, we used to have? Do we have the uh, gravitas? Because now, now, now the Constitution is is under attack from all directions. There's so many different... I mean, sources you heard, for news. You heard you what, can't, what they said, uh, um, what Jesse said to Josh Hawley. He said, have the FBI outgrown our government? Have they become bigger than the United States? So has, and has, has the United States, as we the people, become so diverse and, and then so communicated in so many ways, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, has outgrown the usefulness of the Constitution and the laws of this land that, you know, it's going to be hard for just those institutions to keep up with everything anymore. 
I don't know how we are going to um, clean up the FBI, the CIA. Uh, I, I don't know how they do it. Right. Uh, well, you, they I, were they were developed to circ- circumnavigate a lot of things, aspects of law, uh, our 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 constitution and our government. Yeah. Of how it was structured. So they, if they've outgrown us, they've you know. Are, you know, I, I'm, I'm not becoming a liberal here, you know, on the podcast. What I'm saying is we need to take a giant step backwards, and I don't know how we do it. I mean, you think, you think, about, uh, um, you think about where we are at right now. I mean, Biden, for example, is under what normally would be incredible pressure because of the influence peddling. He seems unfazed by the whole thing. Hunter Biden is so upset by what's happening to him that he hops on airplanes and enjoys vacations in Ireland. I mean, these are guys who are, who are, they're criminals, but they don't worry about any consequences because they don't think there are going to be any. Right. They, they think that they're going to get away scot-free. I mean, yesterday, uh, I don't know that you heard about this. Uh, Biden was supposed to go down to Philadelphia, I believe. No, he was supposed to go speak uh, at a at a uh, an event that was honoring a fallen police officer. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, he changed his mind, decided to go to his granddaughter's graduation. Amazing. I mean, literally at the last minute, he hopped. He said to us, "I don't want to go to that. I'm going to go to my granddaughter's graduation." Off he went, and to heck with the police officer. He doesn't care about what people think about him anymore. He doesn't care. He figures he's in office. He was put there by people other than the masses. He figures, I don't have to really account to them because they didn't make me president. And I was made president by the deep state, as they would say. You know, and if you, know, if you look at the Durham report, it, it, it tells you there's something deeper going on than what we see on the surface. I mean, when you have Hillary and her group of people gathering together in in uh, private rooms discussing how to tear down an, an opponent's campaign. When you see this, you have to wonder, uh, how can anybody not believe there's a deep state? I mean, these people are a part of it. I heard, by the way, speaking of deep state, I heard somebody talking about uh, freedom of the media, freedom of press in the media. They were asking Bill Gates about it. I haven't got the audio, but he essentially says in, in, in the audio that I heard, well, when we, when we put together these uh, different uh, s- social uh, networking platforms, I mean, the structures for them, because he helped design them, you know, uh, at Microsoft, they helped make things that would eventually become like Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, he said, we wanted to be able to have easy reference to things like the Constitution, uh, Declaration of Independence. I mean, we'd have easy access to a, a bundle of things you normally find in a library. He said, but all, all of a sudden it's become bigger than that, and it's become a bit out of control. He said, and now people are referencing QAnon and all, and he said QAnon, QAnon and all this stuff, and, and we've got to go back and we've got to fix that. We've got, We've got a, a fix lot of that. stuff to fix. How are we fixing everything? But he, you know, but why would he, why would he think that he has the authority to fix any kind of freedom of speech? Well, he doesn't. But he thinks he does. Bill Gates thinks it's broken, and they've got to fix it. It's amazing. 
they are, uh, they are, and he he definitely is part of something uh, deeper and darker than uh, than we're being told about. I mean, he the guy is the guy is a big fan of Klaus Schwab. They spend mm-hmm. time together. Klaus Schwab. He'll tell you about how he's got to, you know, how we've got to fix everything. It's going to be. What did they say one time? They, you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. That's one of the things they've said. The uh, World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. You're going to own, own nothing, and you're going well, to be they're happy. Well, on their way to making us own nothing, and uh, but uh, they'll never make us be happy about that. If mm. you are a person that will be happy about that, then you know you're living life under the mushroom, and that mushroom is getting pretty damn big. By the way, Jake Tapper, who doesn't like President Trump at all. He said this when the report came out yesterday. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI, and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Well, that had to hurt for him to say that. I mean, mm-hmm. that had to hurt. Uh, it, it's devastating to the FBI, and in a way, it does exonerate uh, President Trump. He didn't want to say that part, but it's the truth, and he had to say it. Um, no, it is the truth. But, you know, getting back to a story, changing here, subject, you know, because they are, there's on the horizon another big distraction story. And it's a doozy. And it's so much of a doozy. You got to sit there and go, no, <laughs> you know, it's unfathomable. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's coming out there. Now there's a rape charge again. Oh, Trump's being charged of rape again. Well, that's a whole different story. That's already been out there. But now you got Giuliani, you know, former employee or, you know, well, he tried to rape me, but he was also trying to, uh, you know, sell pardons for $2 million and he and Trump would profit off of it. Now, there's no evidence that that ever took place. And I'm sitting there going, what is the probability and the likelihood of that? Uh, it's, it's below slim to none. I can tell you that right now. But... It's a story that the media is starting to pick up on. They're going to create traction. And it's, you know, just so outlandish. Uh, And they want that sensationalism. And they're going to take that. And it's going to distract away from whatever Congress tries to do with the Durham report, you know, and with Hunter. And, of course, the IRS dropping, you know, everything on Hunter. And just, ah, investigation's over. We're all going away. We're going home. You know, there's another one of those agencies, IRS, CIA, FBI. Uh, none of them seem to be working for us. <laughs> none of them. They all seem to be agents of uh, the deep Joe state, Biden. the left of Joe Biden. Exactly. Uh, but And know, the media's right there. You know, they're doing everything they can to help out Joe. I mean, it, it, you know, the news of the past few days and going into the weekend, the left didn't want it, was... It looks like Joe is there's no choice but to indict him because of the bank records that proves that he got money and his family got money from, you know, China and while he was vice president. If, and then all of a sudden, the witnesses, the I know, witnesses I know. went into hiding because their lives are threatened. Now, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene said on Sunday, well, no, 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 no. Because this is a very serious uh, situation. It's not a game. Everything we're talking about is involves 
a lot of money and, and the most powerful position in the world, the presidency of the United States. And I want to be very clear with everyone watching again today, our whistleblower that brought us evidence that leads directly to Joe Biden, that Joe Biden took a payment from a foreign national in exchange for foreign policy favors, that whistleblower is not lost and they are safe, but they do fear for their lives. That whistleblower came through us, uh, thankfully, through the help of Senator Grassley. So that is that is a fact. That is the truth. But other whistleblowers, yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them at this time because they can't be found. This is a very real situation that we're talking about. And our investigation is so important, Steve, um, that this will bring down the president of the United States. And I want to let everyone know something. We're going back to the Treasury Department today at one o'clock because we have more financial records that we have to review uh, leading to the Biden family and Joe Biden himself. Well, there's going to be more on this story as it develops. You know that. And they've got they've got the goods on Joe and the deep state is going to do everything they can to intimidate and stop, you know, these whistleblowers that are, that are you know, Theoretically in hiding, but you know, if we don't know where they are, they may not be in hiding. They could be body bags somewhere. I don't know. And I'm not accusing of that, but I'm just saying when people have disappeared before, uh, a lot of times they've been permanently disappeared. And it just seems odd that you've got nine people that come forth with the goods. Only one is now secured and protected and could bring down an administration and like we've said before, the left always telegraphs what they're guilty of by accusing other people of. And Trump is their patsy and has been for a long time. They've accused him of Russian collusion. Turns out, and even with the Durham report, no, this was Hillary and the FBI. You know, that, that came out. That was proven yesterday. But, you know. She went we're not back going to, after them yet. She said she went back to the uh, Justice Department yesterday. At one o'clock. Well, I heard her last night on an interview, and she said, "We found billions of dollars of corruption." Now, yeah. the whoever was interviewing her said, "What B- billions of dollars with a B?" She said, "Billions with a B, hmm. billions of dollars worth of corruption." Um, she, you know, and they can't. She can't come out on television and tell you how she made that connection or what it is, because it's all got to be presented, uh, you know, in committee. And, uh, but you got to wonder, you know, with billions of dollars of corruption, you know, you know, the Bidens were sticking to the story of millions of dollars and they didn't, but they didn't admit to it. But if there's billions of dollars, how many billion dollars? Cause he's been in office for so long. And obviously, you know, a thief, you know, didn't just start late in their life. They have a very humble beginning career way back when he got into politics and all the way forward. And you got to wonder how many, you know, how much of a billionaire is this guy? They showed an aerial shot. I never seen this before of his house in Delaware. Oh, it's a compound. It's a big house. Bill, it's as president Trump used to say, huge, huge. It's, Big. I mean, this is a this is not a cottage on the sea. 
This is a, a mansion. And the guy, like, he made, on his best year salary-wise, he probably made $225,000 a year. Yeah, 225000 on his best year, and yet he owns five big mansions. Estates. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, the millions. How did he do that? Well, he's a very good investor. He really is. Well, <laughs> apparently he's a bigger real estate mogul than Trump is. I think so. Speaking of sticky fingers, um, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and his entourage have embezzled at least $400 million, which was sent to the country for the purchase of diesel fuel. This was reported in the Russian news agency TASS, but it's Mm -hmm. a story from American journalist Seymour Hirsch from his website. So Seymour Hirsch wrote it on his website in the U.S., and the Russian news agency TASS took the story off that website and ran with it. So you can't say this is Russian disinformation. $400 million. I mean, I've seen pictures. One of uh, the aides to Zelensky, his wife, was caught on a border at at a checkpoint. I think she was leaving the country with suitcases filled with cash, like $30 million. Mm hmm. I don't even know whether she went to jail. They may have just closed the uh, suitcases. That and said, story just kind of went away. It did. It may, they may have said, well, look, give her her luggage back and tell her to have a nice day. Uh, we probably have lost, if if Zelensky got $400 million, we probably have lost several billion dollars of our money to corruption in the Ukraine. And it, Well, it, yeah, corruption in the Ukraine. There was corruption in the U.S. of the money getting there. That's right. Anyway, with, uh, what was his name, Friedman. Yeah, it, it was uh, circling back, as they would say. I mean, they yeah. would, the authorized... And going into the Democratic coffers. Yes. Let's just be honest about it, because yes. that's where the money trail led to. And, you know, you know, they always say, and the left likes to say it, follow the money, follow the money. Well, gee, it came right back to you, so we followed it. <laughs> So what do you have to say for that? They take the money, they authorize it in Congress. The money is then, I guess, shipped overseas to uh, the Ukraine, where it is dispersed and made, I guess, it's changed into digital currency. And then it's sent right back to the coffers of certain Democrats. Hmm. Does anybody even realize what digital currency is, you know, when you're talking about the bitcoins a lot of or, people don't bill a lot of people don't it's 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 uh eye crossing to a lot of people or nfts uh, very simple is like you create this algorithm that you call the uh whatever your name is coin so we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll call it the whatever coin right it's a digital coin now just by creating that it's nothing but you sit there and say well i've made a million of these coins and each of them are worth a hundred million dollars, and that's what you declare. It's digital currency that has no do backing. You, I was going to say, do you have to have the actual hundred million dollars behind it? No. What I have to do is make you believe it has value and worth, <laughs> and then you buy it. Man, and, that's amazing! And, it sounds then, like the old world of counterfeiting gone digital. What do you think NFTs are? NFTs, and, uh, you know, they make fun of Trump doing the NFTs, you know, where you have that original digital artwork, and they're kind of mm-hmm. like baseball trading cards, you know. 
but the ones that he did in the second batch, they're very popular and they've, they've increased in value and held their wealth. They are worth nothing when they're, they're created. Now, you can paint a picture and have the canvas and go out to the so flea market and sell it, it for 50 bucks. But if you created that same picture. If I print it and I give you the printed copy and say this is worth $100 million, you'd laugh at me or whatever you mean. I'd laugh at you, but I if it was laugh a digital your currency, face. it's digital currency. I can take that and trade it because, well, that's the hip way of doing it. That's the future money. And if it's artwork, if it's digital artwork, you can sell it. On Etsy, now you can sit there and go download a program uh, like uh, Canva or uh, Discord and create artwork, digital artwork, and like taking a bucket of paint and throwing it on there, but it's original. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like nothing out. And you can sit there and take an AI and manipulate it and take other things into it. Right. You know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's a, an original piece of art. You put it out there for sale. How much is it really worth? How much do you have in materials? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, and the software that I'm talking about, yeah, you can p do a paid su a subscription or you can use it for free. So you've got nothing in the game, you know, and you really didn't do anything artistic there, but it looks cool. And somebody goes, oh, I like that. So yeah, what, but, whatever but my value question, you put on it. But my question is what fool... <laughs> says, okay, I'll send you ten grand of my money or a hundred grand of my money. I mean, all right. Uh, have you seen any of Hunter's paintings? No, yeah, they I are have. real. Now they're not even digital. Those he are should have done yeah. digital. He would be a trillionaire by now. But mm -hmm. he did. He did. He did the that, and all of a sudden, people were buying it. Right. You know, now were they real people or were they just you know? Uh, they was probably all real, real, real people in China. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, an NFT or digital coin is is a really fiat way of doing things because there is nothing to guarantee it or back it. So do you think there's you know? a future for digital currency or do you think that it's uh, a fad, it's full of hot air and it's going to fade away because it has no substance? Well, my, my personal feeling is, you no, know, they want everything to go digital because then if they go digital and all of our wealth is based on digital coin and not, you know, physical, tangible, you know, coin or, you know, gold or something. If it's, if it's based on that digital thing, they can control you and they really own you. You don't It's that own way anything. now, Bill. It is yeah. basically, it is that way now. Think about it for a second, folks. Let's say you have a hundred grand in the bank, right? But it, I mean, you have the bank's word that there's a hundred thousand dollars of your money there. And, I mean, you don't see it, you don't touch it, and who's to say the government can't erase it with a keystroke? Well, well, that's true, too. But now, you know, when you think about it, we've always kind of had that because it used to be you couldn't own gold, you know, then you could. Maybe it was in your jewelry or something, but you couldn't own certain mm -hmm. things because, you know, well, we have paper money out there for, for that, and it's backed by gold. Well, paper money can be, you know withdrawn it can be destroyed uh they can say oh uh, i'm sorry that was before the year of uh, 1970 we've we've done away with all that paper money it has no value anymore so they've always had control of our personal wealth and like you say your money in the bank is just a number on a ledger you know so the digital, and everything i do basically now bill is digital i mean everything right. and i was going to say that's I, yeah. the extension 
of how they got around it before. It's just an easier extension, but you've never really, you know, you go, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm set. I got uh, over a million dollars in my retirement account in the bank. I'm doing good. That is a number on a ledger. That's all it is. You don't have, you can't go down. Go to the bank if you have a large sum and say, I want to take it out. They're going to sit there and give you every kind of song and dance oh, in the I world know. and not let you take it out. And you're going, but it's my money. And they're going, well, we just don't think you uh, have the authority to take it. What, what do you mean? Oh, you have to make yeah. an appointment sometimes if you want to withdraw money. Well, and you how have much to do have you want? a reason to take yeah. your own damn money out of the bank. If it's over ten grand, they're gonna. What, what do you need this money for? What What business is it of yours? You know, we, you we know? think we're safe and we think we're secure, and we can be erased in a keystroke. I mean, right. it's it's happened. It happened recently with someone you know, who uh, who had their their credit was it it, it was gone in one there second. There was an API over the weekend glitch. What is where API a lot of people? I, I don't know, it's a, but it's a digital term. It's a mm -hmm. computer glitch. But essentially, the communication between uh, a particular credit uh, report, uh, well, uh, you know, one of the credit bureaus that uh, reports your scores, mm -hmm. and um, maybe one of the, the, the software companies that shows it out there, somehow the, the computers on the, the credit They uh, stopped talking to each in, other? It, it blew up and just kind of erased uh, a certain number of people's credit files, and they ended up deceased. It said, person is deceased. And I know this because there's attorneys that actually fight that. In the real world, uh, 12,000 people a year uh, get reported dead. Wow. You know, and it happens overnight. Wait, who's to say happens? they couldn't do this? As, who's to say that um, certain people couldn't do this to you as... Uh you know, a punishment for not doing what they want you to do. Well, they Certainly could. People in government. But now how this happens, the Social Security office, sometimes they make a mistake with the files and they, re, you know, they grab a file and say, oh, these are, here's the list of the deceased. And it goes out to all the credit agencies right away, the bureaus. And all of a sudden they go and they, you know, the, the credit card companies go, account closed, account closed, account closed, deceased, deceased, deceased. And you're dead. So all your all your credit cards are worthless. And it takes a while to put it back together, and you need an attorney for that. So it's an expensive process. Can you sue? Yeah, because it's the credit bureau that can do it. It can be uh, a glitch with the credit card companies. It could be something as simple as you going to a hospital and having a procedure, and not as likely, but a medical record getting screwed up with somebody else that did go in that day and you know, died. Maybe they have the same procedure, but they died, you know? Wow. Uh, and so you, you, sh you know, a reason you should always monitor your credit score and things like that, because if that happens, uh, you got to get it fixed. But yeah, back to your thing. Yeah, it can happen. It's not an uncommon thing. And if it can happen by per se accident, mm -hmm. then who, who, who's to say that it couldn't happen on purpose? Man, that's frightening stuff. You should check your bank statements all the time, friends, and you should maybe go online on a maybe every other day basis a couple of times a week and make sure that everything's in order at the bank because you'd hate to be surprised at the you know. Or just set your, you know, your credit monitoring up to get alerts. 
you know, it might be annoying to hear the text message go off, and it might be stupid most of the time, but it's that one time, you know, that you sit there and you wake up at 2 in the morning, what was that alert? And you look and you go, what do you mean? I'm deceased. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good. Uh, I feel good, uh, but I'm, I'm. Uh, it's killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, this report's killing me. Um, another thing, I'm not ha- dead yet. <laughs> I got to play this for you. This is an interesting story. Um, Steve Bannon uh, talked to one of his people on the border. Uh, yeah, you got to hear this, Bill. I mean, these illegal immigrants. <laughs> I still think they're aliens. Uh, but these illegal immigrants are getting it pretty good down uh, in the border when they come across. Listen. Oh, they opened the borders, but nobody showed up. That could not be a bigger lie. Uh, I want to go to, first we got Ben Burkwam in Yuma, Arizona. Then we're going to go to Todd, who's just back from the border. And by the way, Todd Benzman's amazing reporting and videos is one of the key reasons this thing has been has been uh, has been shut down to a small degree uh ben burkwam give me a report give me a quick and dirty on human i'm gonna come back to your brother hey uh, steve we got in here late last night and uh just just to kind of test the water see what the pulse was down here if it was continuing or not if by my, my orcas by some amazing feat actually was telling the truth that the uh, illegal uh crossings were going to stop and uh it, it not only didn't stop. It was worse last night than I've ever seen it. We had hundreds coming over and what's interesting is where they're coming from now. The majority of the people that I interviewed last night were coming from Moldova, from uh, Sudan and from uh, uh, Egypt now. That's where they're coming from all over Africa and Egypt now and I have a couple IDs here. We have one from Ghana, one from Nigeria, but the thing that got me the most last night was this. This is a bag tag but from the Department of Homeland Security. They're so backed up, they just simply leave the tags out. They had a bag of them left down by the wall. So if you showed up here and there was no border patrol here, you could tag your own bag through the Homeland Security and just wait for your Uber uh, border patrol pickup to come pick you up. Oh, has changed stop, here. Stop, it's only gotten worse. Stop. My, 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 my beloved brother, who's one of the smartest guys I know, actually gave me the concept. He said it's concierge uh, illegal. It's concierge invasion. That's it. you got to give, give the audience this, this again. Snacks. you got to give it again. Hold it. You, you put up a no, you put a bag. You got snacks and a phone waiting for you. You literally tag your bag and they'll come and pick it up. Please don't tell me that. Yes. Ben, you're, yes. you're just trying to jerk my yes. chain. It, so, um, give us that again. Hold it. Stop. I, I, I have, hit this hit the, Ben's when you grab the way. Get another cup of coffee. You got to give me this again. What is it? <laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing. I should be crying right now. This is how secure our border is. Border Patrol, I didn't even know Homeland Security had bag tags. It's like, the, like you said, concierge service. So you showed up right behind me there is a bag of them on top of the uh, uh the little post over there where the wall ends so you simply walk around the wall you grab your bag tag you tag your own bag you have to sign it here so good thing you know owner's signature we got that part of it and then when border patrol shows up you hand them your bag that way you make sure you get it when you're handed off to the ngo or wherever else they take you but burkwam it's the only place in arizona you're gonna have signature verification you don't have signature verification when you vote no but you're gonna have it on your you gotta have it you gotta have it to no, get no, your no, bag no, no, no. I'm, gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you steve i'm gonna challenge you on that yeah. no 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 you don't have signature verification here either it's a con- 
continuation of that because that's why they dropped their IDs. That's why they dropped their passports. So you can make up anything you want. So whatever signature you want to put on this thing, uh, Homeland Security like says, we'll take it. God. We'll take it. It's just good. like our elections. The sick, this is not funny, but it, we, we got to show you the it's absurdity not. of it because your tax dollars, your tax money are paying for, now we've turned Border Patrol into a concierge service. You can't tag a bag at an airport and make sure and, and guarantee it shows up, right? But man, you, you pay at the U.S. Uh, taxpayer to pay for concierge service at the border. Wow. Think about that uh -huh. for a second. They come across with their bags, and they go over to a pole where there's a bag of these these labels. You you saw, you fill it out with whatever name you want. It doesn't even have to be your name. You stick right. one, one in the bag, and you keep the receipt, and yeah. uh, they'll deliver your bag to you later on. It's like going into a nice hotel, and you are going, to, by the way, to a an, a nice hotel. These These guys, this situation, you know, I was thinking— as this was being aired, I was thinking, you know, there's, let's say, 15 million people, 20, 30 million people get into our country as a result of Biden's inaction. Mm -hmm. um, even if Trump comes in and he has promised to send them back, he has promised it'll be the biggest uh, biggest shipment of, uh, of uh, illegal immigrants back to their home country since Dwight David Eisenhower. Uh, but... Even if that's the case, it's going to cost us tens of millions of dollars to send them back. So either way, we, the people, are getting shafted. You know, no, we're getting, we're getting screwed and tattooed, as they would say. Um, I got to read this to you: Biden's open borders invasion, uh, illegal alien tracking map shows movement. Of the masses of illegals across the U.S., 71% end up in Republican districts. Is that an accident or what? Absolutely. You're, that's a fake story. It's a coincidence. Yeah, just a coincidence. Unbelievable. 71%. Now, do you think they're hoping that'll have an effect on the elections? Absolutely, so. yeah. They, yeah, you know, you... You sit there and go to a red state and filter in all these illegal immigrants. And, oh, by the way, uh, who don't speak English, oh, you have to register to vote. Well, we've pre-registered you. Uh, you know, we're a democratic society, so you have to vote Democrat. Oh, okay. But, you know, call me crazy. And I didn't, I wasn't the best student in high school. I mean, I was, sometimes I'd be snoozing during history class. You too? Oh, okay. Yeah. But... I could have sworn I heard my history teacher say you had to be a citizen to vote. You know, I mean, I, call me crazy, but that's what I can remember. I, it seemed pretty clear you had to be a, an American citizen to vote in U.S. elections. But I don't think they have to do it anymore in this country. All I think you need is a driver's license because the Democrats have made it so you can't ask for identification at the polls. Right, which means now a foreign country can have say in our political system, our politics. And, you know, you Democrats ought to think about that because you go, well, that's, that service is us. Well, you know what? If I'm a foreign concern, what's to say I don't come in and totally screw up things here and uh, 
we have an independent candidate or a write-in candidate, and we have the power to sit there and put that person in. You know, uh, this whole apple cart can get upset pretty damn easy. We've torn apart this country, and I think that's the game all along. Well, they're doing a, an amazing job. They really are. It's working. They are destroying our great republic. It is being ripped apart by uh, these evil people, and so many of us are just idly standing by and watching it happen. I, th I said it yesterday. I cannot imagine that there aren't thousands of uh, Texans on horseback uh, riding the border, doing what the Border Patrol and the National Guard should be doing. Mm -hmm. I just saw a story. I'm going to do a quick jump in on this. But apparently, you know, we've talked about the Strategic Oil Reserve um, and what it's there for. And do you know how much oil that we use on average a day in the United States? No, this, this is going to be good. I can... How, how much? Well, we use 20.8 billion barrels of oil a day in the United States. Well, I guess the administration is happy to announce that they've just now, you know, the last time they announced it, uh, that they had something they were buying under a special purchase, it ended up not being done. Well, now they're announcing that they're buying 5 billion barrels of crude oil for that's, the strategic okay. reserve. So that's what like, is that, that's about like a 20-day supply? Uh, how much do we use in a day, did you say we use? How much was the figure? Well, we used 20.8 million. Oh, They're million. buying 5 billion. Mm -hmm. So what, in the, in the math of that, yeah, you know, we, we, how many? We don't, we don't well, get a month's supply. We get maybe a couple of weeks. Well, we might get a month's out of it. We might get a little bit more, a little bit less. But either mm -hmm. way, is that going to do it? And that's just talking about the consumer. That doesn't talk about the military needs, every, every other need that we got. <clears throat> now I'm hey. saying, yeah, maybe maybe we are dependent on oil, but you know we do. You know, unlike 1972 when there were the gas lines and oh, it's going to run out in just a few years. You know, well that's not the case. Now, sure, we need to come up with clean alternatives, but uh, we're not there yet. And uh, well, they're trying desperately to sell us on the electric, Bill. I got to tell you, I I I I, I am looking at. Uh, I have a lawn tractor, but it's older, you know, and uh, I've rebuilt it and it still runs okay. But, you know, I find myself looking at ads for new ones just to see what's out there. And uh, even companies like John Deere are, are touting this electronic lawnmower. This, and I guess it's a nice lawnmower. It's powerful. But I wouldn't want to park it in my garage based upon the fire, the fire issue with uh, other cars and things like that. Hey, I don't question the motors of electric cars. I mean, I, I, I think one of the fastest cars on the track mm -hmm. is an electric car. It's a small car, but it, it took a back seat and a trunk full of batteries mm -hmm. now to deliver the power for that engine. And, okay, that's great, you know, but unlike your car when it breaks down, a mechanic can come out and sometimes fix it on the road unless yeah. you cracked a block or something like that. With an electrical thing, nah, it's dead, and it might have to be a whole new motor, but... With the electric engine, it's kind of like with um, oh, lithium batteries, you know, and even lead-acid batteries. Uh, the waste on them and the pollution uh, that oh. they cause, and forever and ever, it's like nuclear waste rods. We are going to energy sources 
that leave a big the, the biggest footprint that- the biggest lie we're getting is that we're going electric for the environment because yeah. like you said we're digging lithium mines and we're all of the elements that go into making these electric cars are they, they're doing a worse job to our environment than than fossil fuel was doing well, the interesting thing is you need the fossil fuel to create the electric energy, all right? And the fossil fuel is cleaner and theoretically cheaper, except Joe has kind of screwed that up, mm-hmm. than it was to, you know, generate the electric. The electric, we're on a, uh, a grid that is vulnerable, you know, because we haven't maintained it. Hell, we don't even own it. You get into you know, a car I mean, accident with a, an electric car, and if you get hit in the rear end where the batteries are, it's total. I used to drive up to Boston all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know one time, the uh, my second to last trip back, uh, you know, there was a, I pulled into the filling station to get gas, and the guy was going, yeah, there's a big fire up the road. So far, they've been fighting it for five hours. The guy had wrecked his car, and it caught on fire. And it was the lithium battery that was doing it, and it took, uh, you know, a half dozen tankers, to, you know, Fire trucks. You keep putting it out, apparently, and it keeps relighting itself. Yeah, it won't go out until the whole thing is burned up, and it's got toxic fumes that now are all over the place. So they have to have, for one car, they got to evacuate several blocks. (laughs) Come on. Now imagine you got not 5,000, not, you know, 10,000 or 100,000, but a million plus cars on the road. They all have those kind of batteries. What's the odds or the percentage odds of one of them having some kind of battery mishap? Well, there's good odds that quite a few of them will. All right, I got a question for you. Are they going to keep pushing electric? What do you well, think happens you know if what? Trump, I mean, if Trump got... gets in? Do you think that stops? No, I think it's going to go forward because the uh, the auto industry has geared over, uh, and you see them even pushing their big trucks that they're electric. So I got to believe they're going to keep pushing this and pushing this and pushing this. So the real question now is, okay, you know what it takes to run the motors in those things. How do we get that without doing the lithium trick? Is there another way of doing the batteries? Now, one of the things is, you know, can they self-charge a little bit, you know, and, you know, kind of like the invisible stealth bombers now that they have. Invisible, Bill, how are they invisible? They use a reflective skin that's mm-hmm. actually Little TV uh, a screen. video screen. Yeah. yeah, And so what you see when you fly over the top, it looks like you're looking right through the plane because it's got camera cameras on the bottom side yep. that show up top and vice versa. So it's just like a flying double-sided mirror. You have no idea that it's up there, mm. you know, and it's got stealth technology. Well, can you put a charging unit like that? Yes, you can, and they're going to make cars that way, but you're not going to generate enough electricity to keep it going and charge it while you're driving. I heard somebody what do you say do at night. I heard somebody say uh, a, a little bit of nuclear waste would would take a car for a lifetime. I mean, we we wonder what to do with all this nuclear waste from these uh, nuclear power plants. Some guy said a scientist said, "Look, you can take a little bit of that nuclear waste, put it in a, into a car. It, it will run a car forever." <laughs> I thought, wow. Well, that's true, and if, if the mishap of it would be relatively minute, right? Uh, I mean, and that—that's true. It is, 
but that's not going to get rid of all the nuclear waste. So we do have to figure that out and too, plus, because you'd have no if a car ran forever without being refueled, uh, there would be a lot of people losing a lot of money. You know, they'd be saying, wait a second, what about uh, replacing the batteries or what about uh, the gas stations? You think the fossil fuel companies, uh, the the gas companies would be happy about that? I don't think so. Well, I'm sure they've got patents and rights on uh, sun energy, you know, the the light that shines down in your house. Mm -hmm. You know, if if they ever came up with a way to, you know, make that, you know, feasible. I'm sure you've heard the story about uh, Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. I probably told it a number of times on our podcast, but Tesla back in the late 1800s had a Tesla tower out in Long Island, and he was generating electricity from nature. From you know, he was he was he had figured out a way to generate electricity uh, for no charge at all. I mean, you could literally take a light bulb and screw it into the ground near Tesla's plant, and the bulb would come on. Well, if you know how electricity works and you have the magnets in the center and then the wires wrapped around and then it spins uh, the wire harness around the magnet and that generates the electricity. We won't get into the science of all that, but it generates the electricity. Well, the thing when you go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to say, when you think about the atmosphere of the solar system and how the earth rotates and spins and what's inside is this big big metal core and there's a liquid core whatever but mm-hmm. either way magnetic core we, right? yeah we are generating electricity just by our mere existence in space as soon as his investor JP Morgan found out that Tesla was working on free energy to the masses he pulled his money he, he said mm-hmm. wait a second i'm not going to make any money money out of this there's no profit to be made off this you're giving people a free source of power and we can't build them for it and tesla mm-hmm. said yeah he said well i'm done and he pulled all of his money tesla didn't have the money to keep it going although he did try he went out to colorado and he proved that he could do it but uh, he still didn't have the money behind him that he needed to promote it and it faded away you know yeah. so you you there are so many patents out there of things that i'm sure uh, have been invented. I think that we probably have people in other countries, probably Russians, Germans, they probably have invented stuff that we don't know about that's out there. So I don't know whether putting big, heavy uh, batteries in the back of, in the trunk of a car is the answer. You know, I, I think that's just a... I don't think it is, you know, but I don't know what it is. I do know that in our lifetime, we're going to see probably... Lots of changes in how things are. We're, we're at a time in history when things are going to evolve rapidly and change and don't get too used to anything because it's going to change right before your very eyes. Unless we somehow destroy the whole thing and we blow ourselves back into the Stone Ages, and that's a possibility too. You know, we don't talk about the Ukraine and Russian war anymore, and I didn't do any research to see what's going on here of recent, but, you know... None of these stories that we've talked about for the past year have gone away. They might have faded like an old photograph, but it still lingers out there. A tweet from Politics for Ireland went viral on Monday morning after it claimed that billionaire and American purveyor of chaos and darkness, 
George Soros had died of a violent, and that was in there, violent heart attack at the age of 92. Uh, Soros responded, uh, no, I'm here and I'm healthy. And uh, it said rumors that I had a heart attack are completely false. I'm alive and healthy, he said with a smile. Um, mm. Also, did you see the turkey? This is interesting. Uh, turkey held a presidential election on Sunday. And, right. you know, uh, President Erdogan in Turkey has been there forever. Uh, with 90% yeah. of the votes counted, Erdogan has slipped below the 50% mark, which Which will, means a recount. Yeah, a runoff. They'll be doing a, a runoff. runoff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the opposition candidate, Kemal Kilkarduruglu, <laughs> I'm sure I messed that I up. I like that name. Yeah. Duruglu. Kilkarduruglu. Kilkarduruglu. Uh, say Easy that fast. Say. say that fast with your dentures in. Huh? Anyway, uh, he says he will uh, reverse his unorthodox and heavy-handed economic policies. He'll reverse Erdogan's heavy-handed policies. So uh, they are having election issues in Turkey too. And yeah, uh, but you know what? Somehow, in these foreign countries, when they have that, they have a way of correcting themselves <laughs> to think? the side that you don't. Don't want to win. You're going, yes. finally, something's going to happen. Oh, no, no, it didn't. No. <laughs> but that's happening here. So, you know, we, you know, we've just kind of conformed into what we were trying to escape from. Think about that. You know, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, uh, Wells Fargo, I guess they agreed to pay a billion dollar settlement to shareholders in that, uh, you know, they've, boy, they've been hit over the years of all kinds of uh, weird, weird things going on with, uh, I guess how they screwed over their share shareholders. Mm. Now, I say that lightly because one of my uh, one of my banks is Wells Fargo. So. <laughs> well, maybe you should check your account. Uh, let's see if you want to reach us. Our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Or it's mail at it's another day dot com. Mail at it's another day dot com. There's mail at crnamerica.com. Any way you want to, you can get to us. We would love to hear from you. I uh, will be checking uh, today the uh, the phone records and the emails and uh, see what we got. We get a lot of, uh, uh, I don't want to call it junk mail, but a lot, a lot of people that follow us like to send us their property. I want to sell us insurance. Yeah, <laughs> oh, would you like to buy this policy or send us a donation? I was like, well, maybe you ought to donate to us, you know? <laughs> You know, because we do this for uh, let's see, what uh, what did we uh, take in last month? Nothing. Nothing. Yes, and we're, we're we haven't asked for anything. We're being either, very so. consistent about that too. Yes. Um, listen, have a great day. Just relax, chill out. The Durham report has already been issued. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people talking about it today because people will be reading more and more of it, and there'll be more uh, little nuggets they'll be pulling from it. Uh, you don't read uh, almost 400 pages and digest it in an afternoon well it's kind of like our podcast the uh, jim and bill report uh, yes. you know you have you have all day to digest it <laughs> it's true and tomorrow as a matter of fact uh, it stays up for 365 days that's true of the year and uh, it continues yes have a great day my friend we'll see you tomorrow adios buddy the voice of freedom crn america these days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. 
we asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>